This podcast may contain questionable language, will contain spoilers, and is very well socially distanced. Everybody and welcome to episode ninety-one of Movie Drone. Um, I'm Steve and I'm Mark, and this is still a bit weird. Yeah, you're you're still a bit weird. <laughs> is that all you got to say? Well, you know, just, what can you say? Everyone's uh, aware. No. I don't think there's anyone out there who's not aware of what's going on. No, it's just weird to me. I, I just I, I don't particularly like it. It's just uh, incredibly what weird. Do you like the fact you can't see people? You're not allowed to leave your house. The fact you can be rude and cross over and not sort of acknowledge anyone. <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. When it all turns back and I have to come round your house, I am absolutely going to wish that I was back in this situation. Yeah. But but no, it's just a bit weird. It's just a bit weird not being uh, in the same room. But there you go, mate. Um, how have you been? I've been good, mate. Have you? Back to work this week, saving I lives. Why? Saving <laughs> lives. <laughs> Why are you back to work? Um, we've got a contract... Uh, for a client that needs like special COVID screens made, right? Okay. So I'm making them, saving lives. Oh yeah. Key worker. Oh, that, your shoddy workmanship, the same no, as you normally do, is just going to be desperate. like people are going to be dropping dead. Yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> oh no way. Doing them, but you'll be joyous to know the cabin, the shed, whatever you like to call it, it's pretty much there. Apart from just connecting up the main electrics. Everything like the man stuff, home. the proper man. Have you really? Yeah. Excellent. Well done, mate. So yeah. you're not doing the electricity, are you? Because oh, uh, well, I've done all the electrics apart from the main connection. Well, well I'm not coming round until it's been signed off, if okay. I'm honest. So um, that's good. It'll yeah, have that's a that's certificate and everything. I've tested oh, yeah. them. Have <laughs> you? Yeah, tested okay. them and they work. <laughs> okay. Um, other Excellent. than that, I've been. I said to him, I'll give him a little shout out. I, Jamie Irwin, what's your favourite? Yeah. He started doing guitar lessons on YouTube, mate. As it, yeah. you need, that's just what you need I know, in I these times. And, and I was like, that's really good. I promised him, I'll give him a shout out because they're really good videos. Okay. And if you're bored right. in lockdown and you want to learn a bit of guitar, you should go on and do it. It's good. And um, I mean, are you learning the guitar? Because I mean, we all know well, how it was how a beginner's, beginner's episode, so it was far too advanced <laughs> for me. Right, was um, it? But no, it was really good. I really enjoyed all it. Right. Nice okay. and uh, clear. Get involved. I'd like to see you have a go. I can't do it. No, I, I take the piss out of me, so I want to oh, see how good you can get on it. Happy birthday to... this year. I want played on the guitar. <laughs> I used to read music, yeah. and I used to play the cello, and I used to play... Didn't you play the, the cornet? Yeah, I did play the cornet. <laughs> and uh, some, I just forgot. I can't do That's it anymore, mate. Dream. I just got to that... I've got to that age where I don't think I could learn a language. I don't think I could learn anything. So, um, yeah, sorry about that. I'm not going to do that. Sorry, Jamie. No, but honestly, if anyone out there is bored in isolation and you've gone down to the doldrums of listening to this shit, pick yourself <laughs> up and go and look at something good. YouTube, Jamie Irwin Guitar. Okay. Yeah. But how's your week been, mate? Let's let's pretend we care. Uh, <laughs> obviously, I mean, I've been at work, obviously. Saving um, lives with your past. Yeah, yeah. And your of course, stage. that's it, yeah. yeah. I haven't had the greatest of weeks. I've got to be honest, mate. I, I had a bit of no. I was a bit ill on on Wednesday, like nothing, nothing sort of um, COVID related. No, I had a bit of a bad migraine headache, so I had the day off and I spent most of it asleep. So that weren't good. Um, my TV's fucked. <laughs> the main one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's not fucked. It's broke. It, it, there's, it's got the panels basically got all lines and all that over it. Oh, Something has gone wrong, and obviously being in lockdown. I can't get it fixed yet, so um, I, I'm a little bit. I don't really just want to dump it and get a new one um, because it's obviously quite expensive. So yeah, we're basically watching. Uh, if you can notice it sometimes, well, actually, I can notice it all the time now. Yeah. But on some films and stuff like that, you can't. And one, one of my fish is dead. The, what the one that looked like it was going to explode because it had been <laughs> fed so much. Oh, the hunchback one, Quasi, oh, is dead. Well, well, yeah. I think he, I think he's dead. He was on the bottom of the, of the, uh, of so the you tank. You think the fish is dead, but you're looking over at the tank like you've left it in there floating no, around. It, it, I can't find it. 
I think the big one's hit it. <laughs> so the big fat one has eaten the big deformed one. Yeah, I think so. Because it don't was... get enough food. No? <laughs> He's looking as though he wants to eat me. I mean, honestly, he was just looking at the bottom and he looked a bit sad. And I thought, I said to Jill, he's going to die, I think. And then uh, I can't find him. And, and the big one's just floating around looking like he might have eaten him. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, TV's knackered and my fish is dead. Your fish is a so, cannibal. Yeah. So I'm um, in the best call the big what one? fucker. <laughs> I haven't never I've never named can him. You call him Hannibal. <laughs> if you can call him what you yeah. like, yeah, wherever you like, Lecter. wherever you like. I only named the other one when, just recently when his hunch when he got his hunch back. <laughs> so didn't look too well. Yeah. So there you go. So shit week. So thanks for that. But everybody that I know is safe. So um, it's all good. No one has been uh, ill. Everybody I know, it makes it me everything sort of a lot better. Even though good. the telly's now and the fish is dead. So uh, there you go. <laughs> Hopefully everyone else stays safe and long may it happen. I'm another three fatalities. Well, we've got another three weeks of lockdown, haven't we? Yeah. So at least hey. yeah, and the three weeks of shit sound. But there you go. <laughs> After all that then, mate, have you got any thanks this week? Yes, mate, got a decent list. People are obviously stuck at home, nothing else to do but give us retweets, and we appreciate <laughs> it. Um, so thanks to Safe Boys, Grace 72 to Chronicles Podcast, Andrea Rika, Mr. Ben Foster, Tim Hogarth, to Timmy, Right Stuff Reviews, Citizen Vlogs, Lewis Anderson, WTM Mr. P, Elmo, Ryan, Beautiful, Cassie, Lisa, What Should We Watch, Levi Perry, and Little Nick. Excellent. I've got special thanks this week for everyone who's gone that sly little bit extra to Jill, to Fresh Geek Context, to Joseph, to One Movie Punch, to Glyn, to Emma, to VHS Strikes Back. They did Top Gun, didn't they? They did. Loved it. Loved it. I told you I was right when we reviewed it. So uh, thanks very much to Dave and Chris. Cinema Recall, Movies on the Way, Mike, Mike and Oscar, Oka Dura, Palaewa, Jamie Irwin, as you mentioned before, Podcast HQ, Sophie, Mouse and Weens, Movie Journey Podcast, and 143. Yeah, Dankeschön. Yeah, thank you very much. In these times, it's always nice to hear from you yeah. on the Twitter. I've got a promo this week. Cool. Play it, Sam. In a world where people argue about movies. What are you doing? Talk my announcer voice is our promo. Nobody wants to hear your announcer voice. What's wrong with my announcer voice? Everything is wrong with your announcer voice. A promo is supposed to be talking about what we do on the podcast, not whatever that was. Okay, so what do we do on the podcast then? We are a podcast about movies. I'm Shay. I'm Tyler. And this is Cinematically Correct. New episodes every Wednesday. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your, your podcasts. Every week we swap movie choices. From obscure movies to popular films, nothing is safe from our heart takes. We've even been known to destroy a childhood classic or two. Reach out to us on Instagram, Twitter, at Cinematically C, and Facebook at Cinematically Correct. So you need to listen to us every Wednesday so you can decide if you are hashtag Team Shay or hashtag Blame Tyler. Wait, those are the same. I don't know what you're talking about. You have to give them more than one choice. I gave them two choices. That's not, it's the same choice. Th- no, they're different. Th- they're not the same. There we go. That's the Cinematically Correct podcast so tyler and shay have recently done an episode on the hunt you know what i think that we might have missed uh, the boat obviously we did the hunt when it was at the cinema didn't we and all these things coming out on vod and we've already done them so uh there you go being ahead of the curve yeah i know yeah but all these people are quite smug to get to watch new films uh whereas we obviously uh, have to go through our retro catalog but it's been fun so far so let's see what happens Right, mate. Okay, uh, let's move on to yes. um, to what cheers me up. This is going to make me feel a little bit better about my TV being knackered it's and my it's fish gonna dying. It's going to make me feel a bit worse about being me. <laughs> um, I'm just checking. Have you got an audience still? Um, yes, I've got an audience. Oh, she's already heard it a few times. <laughs> Okay. I have apparently one of them's okay-ish. All right, is she the new Miles? Is she? Does yeah. she have to put up with all of this uh, with, yeah, practice? Yeah, uh, practicing. <laughs> but yeah, apparently one of them is passable. Right, okay. Lot, not so much. Right, okay. <laughs> right, okay. So looking forward to this. So this is Mark's movie impression for episode ninety-one, and this is topical. I mean, there's uh, there's a couple of things. This is probably to Sophie, isn't it? Really, yeah. this is what one's for Sophie. So you are going to do uh, for episode ninety-one when Sebastian, or is it met Tony Clifton and the foreign guy? Just Andy Kaufman. Okay, so when Sebastian met Andy Kaufman. Hello, I am Jimmy Carter. President of the United States. 
I mustn't overreact. I must stay calm. And I would like to do for you the Elvis Presley. <laughs> Listen to me. The human world is a mess. Bob! Bob! What's your last name? Up and down in the water? You want something done? You got to do it yourself. Shut up! Shut up! The seaweed is always greener in somebody else's lake. Here I come to save the day under the sea. There you are. <laughs> oh, I've even gone red. I'm embarrassed for myself, mate. It's disgraceful. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't even know who Sebastian is. I don't know whether that was any good. I've got to it be honest. like a red turtle from Little Mermaid. What is it? Um, okay. Lobster, crab thing. Right. Okay. I mean, none of them sound like any type of lobster I've ever heard. But, um, I yeah, I really... think Jamaican, I think. I'm not sure. I haven't seen okay. it for a long time. I mean, I really enjoyed uh, Andy Kaufman on there. Thanks very much. Can't wait to be in the same room again to experience those uh, in, in real time rather than with the lag. So, uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Thanks very much, mate. Yeah, right, it. okay. <laughs> Do you want to move on? Uh, quickly. Okay, so this is the... Movie Drone Wall of Shame. There we go. So, uh, it was your challenge last week. It was. Uh, so, you challenged Cassie. We'll see if she gets off in a minute. Okay. So, um, my challenge this week. Mm. So, I am going to challenge someone who, uh, as, I mean, it's someone that we don't really know on the show. This is it's Jill's auntie, Jill's auntie Tracy. There's a reason yeah. for it. So, Jill's auntie Tracy is a crochet genius. You know what crochet is? I know she is. She supplied me with a crochet George once. That you oh, made. she did. Yeah, you remember that. Yeah. yeah. So, she... Um, Jill wanted, uh, you're not actually going to know what this is. You know, I mean, you know Yoda is, don't you, from Star Wars? I do. Yes, I am. Yes. Okay. So have you seen Baby Yoda from The Mandalorian? I have. You have? Okay, yes. right. So so <laughs> Jill wanted one of those. So I sent you a photograph yeah. um, of what we received back from her auntie. You can have a look now. Okay. So right. the first right. photograph. Right. right. Okay. Try not to look at the second one. Just look okay. at the first one. All right. Hang on then. That is awesome. Oh, the little frog's awesome. Yeah, good, that's isn't amazing. it? Yeah, that's really good. That, yeah, it's really good. That? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's a crochet. Yeah, I've got to stick it up on Instagram and Twitter so people can see. Awesome. Now, um, because she did that, she yeah. actually uh, made Jill want to start crocheting. Okay, right. Okay, yeah. so um, Jill got a kit, so I've had to put up with her sitting there crocheting and doing that stuff. So I sent you a second photo, yes. and that is Jill's first attempt at a square. <laughs> <laughs> Is, have you taken a photo at a funny angle, mate? No. It's just all like... When the squares it's have five sides? It's just all retracted. Did she pull a bit hard with her little stick thing? Oh, no, no. Okay. I'll put the photos up. She's obviously got a long way to go. I mean, but she's obviously... made a lily pad for the frog. <laughs> Honestly, don't, uh, don't, don't say it's any good. She might stop. So anyway, so I'm challenging Jill's auntie Tracy for getting Jill into crochet to make me have to put up with telling Jill that things like that are good. Okay. All right. <laughs> right. Okay, mate. Do you want to move on? Let's. Okay, this is the next section. This is a section that we like to call Question, question Time. time. <laughs> <laughs> question Time, Question Time, Time for the Question, Question Time. Question Time, Question Time, Time for the Question, Question Time. And there we go with uh, the lag. That lag's just amazing, isn't it? Oh, no, because I try to go to your face and I see you go, and then I say at the same time as your face does, (laughs) and then you come in behind me. Yeah, well, I don't. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So there you go. So, I mean, uh, question time. You challenged Cassie uh, for a question this week. Did she deliver? I did. did. She did. She did deliver. Right. But she didn't come up with, like, a normal one, like, what's your favourite colour or something? I stitched us up with this one. Right. Proper stitches up. She said, "Hi, Stephen, lovely Mark. During your time in quarantine, you de- <laughs> I might have paraphrased. During your time in quarantine, you decide to reshoot a film in your house. You can have up to five famous actors to assist you with this, and those men must play all the characters. What film will you reshoot? What rooms will you use in your house? And what roles will the men play? That's right, some okay. serious question asking. It is. Yeah, I mean, I've Ridiculous got this wrong because obviously we, we, we don't have actors and actresses now, do we? No. So uh, when it said five actors, I presumed it meant Even all... though the next sentence said 
which and those men yes. must play the characters. Yes, I know, but yeah. I didn't quite get it. So I actually done one, mm-hmm. and then you told me I done it wrong. Yeah. So I've actually done a rushed one, okay, um, and not a very good one. Okay. So uh, yeah, I mean, there you go. That's a question, yeah. right? Who's going first? You go, Do you want me to go it, first. I can't wait okay. to hear yours. <laughs> I think mine might be a bit of a cop out. Um, <laughs> so um, I'm going to remake Ocean's Eight. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So playing the part of Debbie Ocean, yeah. played by Sandra Bullock, I think I'm going to have George Clooney. Okay. All right. Playing the part of Lou, I think I might have Brad Pitt. Okay. But... <laughs> <laughs> you see where this is going? I, mate, can I just say, when yeah. you finish, this is fucking genius. <laughs> this is the best answer ever. Go on. You see where it's going, oh, yeah? Oh, it's amazing. So playing the part of Daphne Kluger and Hathaway's part, I think Matt, Matt Damon be a good one for that. Uh, Nine Ball, which's made by Rihanna. Uh, we're going to have Don Cheadle okay. in that one there. Um, Tommy, which was Sarah Paulson. It's going to be, I think, um, Scott Kahn. We'll have Scott Kahn in that one. Um, Constance, uh, played by Aquafina. I think we're going to have Quinn Shobo in that role. Rose from Helena Bonacartum. I think I'm going to put Casey, Casey Affleck in that one. And Amita, which was Mindy Kaling, uh, I'm going to put Bernie Mac in that. I can see the similarity between those two. And, yeah, basically, I mean, just they're going to use the house. They're going to use the garage to make all their gadgets for their heists. Um, They're going to use the gym to work out. There's a lot of testosterone between those eight. And then, basically, yeah, they're just going to use the house as a blueprint for their next vault. Mate, that was much better than I expected. Thank you very much. That was brilliant. (laughs) Absolutely brilliant. I honestly, that was so rushing. Is it? Mine was completely out of the way. I I, I had something completely different. But uh, yeah, I think we managed to get that just about right. Brilliant. Well done. All right. Excellent. Really impressed. Thanks. So, my job, I was going to do Scream, but with social distancing, you need to have a samurai sword, sword, wouldn't you? All right. So, I'm going to do Forrest Gump. Right. Okay. So, Forrest Gump's still going to be Tom Hanks. Okay. um, And he's going to sit on the sofa in the lounge. It's going to be yes. like the park bench. Right, okay. Um, and because he's had it, it, people can sit next to him. don't really matter. Because <laughs> he's, he's had what? He's had corona, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, of course he has. Yeah, yeah, he's, you're he's right. all right. Yeah. Now, Baba, he's going to yeah. be played by the guy who played Goldberg in Mighty Ducks. Right, okay. <laughs> he needs a bit of a break now, doesn't he? And he's going right. to be cheap. Right. Um, and he's probably not worried about catching anything else. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Um, Jenny... He's going to be played by Jared Leto because he's quite right. pretty, isn't he? He's quite pretty. Yeah, yeah. quite pretty. Um, like so for his mum, I was going to have Ian McKellen, right? Uh, but he's probably had one of them start home letters, hasn't he? He's probably not <laughs> held out. Um, so Stay I had out, to go for Eddie Redmayne. Um, okay. Because he's got form for playing women, hasn't he? He has, yeah, very well, I think. Uh-huh. Lieutenant Dan, yeah, right, is going to be Macaulay Culkin, but from Pete's, <laughs> do you know Pete's Underground, Macaulay Culkin? He's got the long hair, a bit scraggly. As yeah, looks a bit <laughs> haggard. Right. Um, now, got kids in it. Don't want any kids around here. Not with all that lot. So I've got Warwick Davis. He's going to play... Your own kids there. Even though they're not famous actors, are they? So Warwick Davis is going to play young Forrest, <laughs> young Jenny, <Right. laughs> and little Forrest. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of Warwick Davis, got to no, be honest. Well, you, you know, he, he'll play him well. Um, right. Budget, I'm a little bit worried about, so I'm going to have to have Danny Dyer. He's going to be yeah. the drill sergeant and the Elvis. <laughs> right. right. So Can we have budgets. Well, I was getting a bit worried about the budget. You know, I'm trying <laughs> to make a commercial success of this film. So in the house, we got the front room with the sofa is a bus stop. Right. Now, in this house is the world's smallest bathroom. Is it? It's the world's smallest bathroom. You could right. probably struggle to put a coaster in it. Right. Um, so that's going to be the barracks, like where they're cleaning with the toothbrushes. But we'll have to give them smaller toothbrushes. So the new movie drone studio is going to be the shrimp boat. It's right. a bit wonky. Smells of fish. Smells of fish. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the scene in Vietnam, we're going to let the garden grow a bit. And there's an old hot tub out there we're going to use for the swamp. you got an old hot tub? Yeah. Have you? Yeah, it's gone a bit green, so we'll use that for the swamp. <laughs> um, and with the British weather, plenty of rain will be fine. So I'm going to get my nerfing kit out. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and we're going to use that for the shooting scenes in Vietnam. Right, nice. Um, and a huge garden here, so Tom Hanks can just run around that, and we're filming running 
and then for the speech where they all like gather around we just knock on the neighbours doors and get them to gather out the garden (laughs) they're all at home aren't they they are yeah we extras and that's all i've got nothing genius like yours well, my, I mean, I didn't have any substance to my mate, really. I've got to be honest. No, yours was brilliant, mate. Absolutely. No, I don't think so. I'm absolutely impressed with that. Absolutely right. Fantastic. <laughs> okay, mate. Well, thank you very much, Cassie. Yeah, thanks uh, for that, Cassie. Yeah, thanks for that thank quite difficult question. Um, it's weird. You've got so much time to think about stuff, and it's so difficult to actually find the time to think about it, isn't it? Yeah. There you go. So thanks, Cassie. Uh, yeah, let's see what happens to next week with Auntie Tracy. If any, if Auntie Tracy's forms anything to go by, it's going to be more along the lines of the hats question. Okay. Or All what right. movie character would you like to crochet? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that you might very well be right. Okay, mate. After all that, do you want to tell people how they can contact us on social media? Absolutely, they can get us on Twitter or Instagram, which is at movie underscore drone, or via email on movie drone podcast at hotmail.com. Yes, they can indeed, uh, and please do. So, right, we decided uh, it's main review time. We decided, seeing as we couldn't go out to see any films, there wasn't really a lot coming on to uh, VOD that we wanted to see. Right. That we would open the review to our favourite females. Absolutely. So, uh, first of all, we chose Sophie um, yes. to do one, and she surprised us. What did she choose? Chose a film that is currently 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb. is a 15, 1 hour, 58 minutes build as a biography, comedy, drama with a simple synopsis of the life and career of legendary comedian Andy Kaufman. A budget of 82 million and grossing 47 million. Yeah, this is directed by Mios Foreman, starring Jim Carrey, Danny DeVito, Courtney Love, Paul Giamatti. And this was 1999's Man on the Moon. Did you have you got a clip for this? Absolutely. Hello, I am Andy. I want to be the biggest star in the world. Your act is like amateur hour. I'm not like everybody else. I really like what you did out there. I'm not a comedian. I don't want to go for cheap laughs. You jerk! What's wrong with this guy? They detest you. That means we're a success. 40 million people are watching you every week. Party time for latka. Some of us at Saturday Night Live think Andy Kaufman's a comic genius. Thank you very much. You just don't respect anything. You said some pretty inflammatory things. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've always got to be one step ahead of them. This guy is so obnoxious. It's good old-fashioned entertainment, George. Is Andy Kaufman crazy? I'm just acting crazy. I'm going to do it again and again and again and again and again and again and again. There we go. Right, okay, that was a surprise. It was. Definitely a surprise. Yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, Sophie, she loves uh, Disney films, etc. What was it, The Little Mermaid that we yeah. nearly got? Uh, I'm surprised that we didn't get that. I pre-scored that one based on a pre-watch. That's 7 out of 100 from me. Um, so, yeah, let's go on to this one. You gave it um, 4 out of 100, actually, mate. Was it 4? Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's gone up. Just a little bit. Just, okay. uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, mad, is it? Um, okay, so, yeah, I was, I mean... I don't know how pleased you were. I was fairly pleased to get something like this. What did you think of 1999's Man on the Moon? I couldn't say I was pleased or displeased, mate, because I'd never heard of the film and I'd never heard of Andy Kaufman. Oh, really? No. So <laughs> I, I mean, had no idea at all what I was going into. Right, okay. Not an scooby-dooby-doo. Really? Honestly, okay. no idea. Oh, right. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I've wanted to watch it, definitely. It's one been on my watch list for ages. I've had this and I don't know if you know about the documentary, do you? About? Okay, it's called Jim and Andy. It's no, about... Uh, I'd never, okay. ever heard of... Okay, we'll talk about that in a second mm. then. So I knew Andy Kaufman from Taxi, okay. probably only Taxi. I've never heard um, of Taxi. Okay, well, I've got fond memories of watching Taxi. I can't remember if um, my mum used to watch it the first time it was aired. And, I mean, obviously, that, that I was probably about five yeah. when it aired. And I can't remember if I remember it from then, going all through the series, or I, th- I know that it was played through the early 80s in the UK. Um, and I used to get to watch it, and I used to love Taxi. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I had fond memories of it. Probably, I mean, it, it wasn't... Yeah, but probably more about the, the other characters um, than Andy Kaufman's. But I do know him, and I did used to love Taxi. Okay. Um, other than that, other than that, I didn't really know anything about him. So no, I didn't. I'd say I'd never even heard of him. Okay, um, excellent. I, I, I say I've never heard of Taxi. I definitely heard of it, but I'd never seen it, watched it, 
anything about it. But knowing that now, I feel robbed. What a legend. What a fucking <laughs> legend. He was brilliant. Yeah. Um, absolutely great film. I thought it was fucking brilliant. Did you? I loved every second of it. Okay. It was awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm with you. I liked it uh, a lot. Um, I really did. Uh, but I think that there's certainly going to be a bit of a split like there was with Into the Wild because obviously his comedy was like that, wasn't it? Yeah. People people thought he was a genius and people thought he just wasn't funny. Um, I think and even the same people sometimes thought he was a genius and then thought he weren't funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of it is my sort of humour. I do like the humour. Oh, I assumed you would love the humour. It's yeah, yeah. got you written all over it. It has, yeah. I mean, there's certain bits that are, well, are actually funny. Um, just going to um, the documentary, just so that you know, um, there's a documentary that surfaced, uh, I think it was only about 10 years ago, something like that. So was it 10 years ago? Um, or no, two or three years ago, actually. Um, so it's actually been kept under. And there's a documentary made of Jim Carrey whilst he filmed it. Okay. Um, and basically, he called himself Andy on the set yeah, and was I've got Andy Cowper. He had to be referred to. I've, um, I've, re- he, I've read this today. He had to be referred to Andy. Yeah. And he even had a fight with, uh, is it Tony? Yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, if you watch the documentary, yeah. it's it's something else. I mean, right down to the point where um, Andy Kaufman's uh, dad had a chat with him as though he was Andy. Um, <laughs> and Andy Kaufman's sister who basically I think that they might have been estranged, I okay. think. Yeah. And she actually went to see Jim Carrey and actually spoke to him like she was Andy and actually got to say her last goodbyes that she never got to say. Um, and it was really, it's really quite deep and quite heavy. But he was absolutely mad, just as mad as Andy Kaufman. I'm not surprised. And this is where I think that this has got something to do with the fact it didn't make a lot of money because I imagine that a lot of the budget was the fact that um, Jim Carrey was just so off the wall trying to make it. Um, so the, a budget of eighty-two million—that's a lot of dollar for that film. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it was where I mean they used to have to drag Jim Carrey from from the, his his trailer and that sometimes. The director, who was the same director uh, that done one flew over the cuckoo's nest. So you imagine he's obviously used to dealing with some big actors. Um, you actually see him, and he's just he's just. He's just losing the plot sometimes, trying to deal with Jim Carrey or, as they say, Andy Kaufman. Mm. Um, a brilliant documentary, Jim and Andy. Okay. It's on. It's it on in ink and everything. I'm going to watch okay. it. It's on Netflix now. Um, okay. Watch it definitely. Yeah, anyway, absolutely. so I digress. Um, let's get back to the film. Mm. So yeah, what do you like about it, mate? Well, I was really confused when it first opened. I didn't get the opening credits. I, obviously, not knowing anything about him. I was just didn't know what to expect. I was thinking, I'm not sure I'm going to like this. And then literally, with five minutes after the opening credits and it went to a normal film, I thought it was... Fuck. I'd struggled with some of the humour, but obviously okay. you weren't supposed to find some of it funny because it was so off the fucking wall. Yeah. But I, I just sat down and watched it with the missus. She had seen it before, and I think right. she had said, this on this watch, she didn't enjoy it as much as she did the first time. And I think it's one of the magical moments where you get, because it keeps coming and keeps shocking you with all of these stuff, you've got no ideas coming. It confuses you at the time of watching it, but I just loved it. I just thought it was great, great fun. I thought it was handled really well. I thought Jim Carrey was just stunning. Um, It surprised me. I'd say nobody else could have played that part or played it as well. And then I did some research today as well to find out who was actually asked to be or audition for it before he was. And apparently Tom Hanks, your old man, oh, yeah. Nick Cage, really? and Gary Oldman were all last. Oh, really? Before he okay. was. I was just thinking, he was born to play that part. I mean, he won the, was it a Golden Globe for it, I think? Yeah. Um, and it was straight after winning one for the Truman Show, I think. I mean, it was a proper yeah. flop, though, wasn't it? Lost a lot of money, but yeah, I mean, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, what I would say is definitely watch Jim and Andy and and see. I mean, there's like scenes where he's just pretending to be Andy Kaufman, like driving a car with a paper bag over his head and scraping it along a wall of a set in Hollywood in uh, 
in basically Universal Studios. You know what I mean? And someone's got to pay for that. Turning up at Steven Spielberg's office and all that as 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 um, our Tony Clifton uh, as, as that. It's just crazy. And all of that time is time that they're not spending filming, um, but they're obviously paying people. I mean, part, part so for me, I mean, when they made it, they didn't realise it might not travel so well around the world because he seems to be one of them you either know or you don't and i assume he was a lot bigger in the u.s than he was over here oh yeah definitely old people um, like you had seen taxi in the olden <laughs> days um, i mean i listen i am searching for taxi now but i think it's only available on some streaming service so i am currently looking for episodes of taxi just to try and uh, have a look i just remember it being great i, I mean i don't remember Andy Kaufman being, he wasn't in all of them, you see, like, yeah, as well, you know. He said, yeah, only half of them, and Tony yeah. Clifton had to have four episodes. Yeah, so it, it wasn't about, um, it wasn't really about him, so I do know of him, but it, yeah. it, the taxi, taxi was more, it was more Danny DeVito and stuff like yeah. that in it, so, um, but yeah. Well, I thought um, he was great as well. He was, yeah, I, I mean, he was, was in brilliant. Taxi. Yeah, so, I, I read that today as well, but I've been learning loads of stuff about all of this that I didn't know. Okay. It's actually made me do the research on it because they asked him who they would like to play him in Taxi and they couldn't come right. up with anyone so they just decided to erase the character from people's minds. Did you see sort of like the clips and the old characters from Taxi? No. Okay, so they I were in that. the look of it, if I'm honest, unless you tell me I've got to watch it. It's not something that really... <laughs> I don't No, but um, the, the scenes where he was playing the uh, the foreign guy, um, that was actual actors from Taxi, yeah. um, which I can't actually remember their names um, now, but when you actually see them in the Jim and Andy, I don't mean to keep going back to that, oh, but yeah. it actually gives such a good perspective to this film. When you actually watch them in the Jim and Andy with jim acting as andy kaufman you can see the hatred that they've actually got for jim carrey at that point yeah. because the things that he's doing like they're all being makeup and he just turns the music right up this horrendous music while he's in makeup and they're just sitting there and you can see that they're actually hating the fact that jim carrey is playing andy kaufman so well um so it makes you wonder what what the set was like on uh, of yeah. taxi i mean i heard he had a beef with um jerry lawler as well jim carrey because he was just so, so annoying. Well, again, again, this is what makes it so interesting because um, obviously with the wrestling part, the wrestling part, I think, uh, was so great. Real? I loved it, it. Yeah, it was great. But it was actually, I think, why Andy Kaufman sort of got lost to a lot of um, a lot of people over there. It's how he lost his Saturday night live job when he was doing it because of the wrestling bit. But actually, when you actually look into it, I mean, they were doing the wrestling. Did you know? I mean, they were good friends at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was like, I think it was something like 10 years after they did it or something before they actually admitted that they were friends when they did it. But there's actually a scene where um, Andy Kaufman faked being injured during the match uh, and he got taken just before he goes into the head, the neck collar. And he got taken to hospital and being Andy Kaufman, he wanted to follow it through. So he actually went to the hospital in an ambulance. He actually stayed. He actually had an MRI scan and he actually made everybody think that he'd hurt himself when he hadn't. But he went through all the rigmatole of having to wear the neck brace and going to an MRI scan. And the funny thing is, is um, Jim Carrey did exactly the same. Oh, really? Yeah, so Jim Carrey method acting then. and he he followed it right through and it actually got onto the news and he was watching it from, you see Jim Carrey watching it from like a hotel room as all the news channels get the story saying that there's been an accident and Jim Carrey might have been hurt really badly and he's just laughing about it because he's bit, but he went through to hospital and had all the scans, just copied it completely. Absolutely brilliant. It was really, really good. Sounds like I'm going to enjoy that as much as I... Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, like, like I say, I mean, Andy Kaufman, going back to the film again, um, I mean, obviously his comedy was so so surreal by the look of it, um, just to confuse the audience. And he said that he had never told a joke, which yeah. is just amazing, do you know what I mean, considering it is on sort of Saturday Night Live, etc. So, yeah, um, Tony Clifton, what did you think of him? I knew it was going to be him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, was, it wasn't always him, was it? No, no, I mean, yeah, yeah. But at that point when he insisted on it, um, and then I see him, I was like, clearly that is him. But it was, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was, it, he's the reason I like certain music when bands don't stand still and they don't want to be typecast. As soon as he got good at something, he moved on and he was always taking risks and everything was a risk and it was for his enjoyment. And I really admired that about him. 
Yeah. And I thought that was really great. Whether people got it or they didn't get it, he gave 100%. And, I mean, he was an awful character. Oh, I mean, I, I loved him. I thought he was brilliant. Yeah. I really did like the character. Um, although, I mean, what was it? Bob Zamuda, who obviously did play him. I think that Andy Kaufman's brother played him as well um, occasionally. But I got the impression that being around um, Andy Kaufman and Bob Zamuda would be like being around the Jackass team. Yeah. Yeah. You'd Do you know what I mean? Safe. Yeah, that's well, sort I mean, of thing. When it gets to the end of the film, um, it is like they are like the boys who cry wolf. Yeah, yeah. Because they're constantly <laughs> on the wind-up that no one can actually take them seriously. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought that the actual um, prosthetics that... Uh, I mean, it, they were really good anyway. I think that... Um, I mean, you'll see when they go to the Playboy Mansion in the Jim and Andy documentary um, how good uh, it, 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 this, the prosthetics and that are. But I thought it was brilliant. I really did love the character. Well, the kitchen of, scene, of, I think, when he lifted his glasses up and you see the eyes. And that's the yeah, thing. Yeah. Well, up until that point, I was like, I'm sure that's him, I'm sure that's him, I'm sure that's him. Yeah, and then you see the eyes, and you're like, "Bloody hell, that was good." Yeah, interesting stuff about his childhood, about the fact that he used to sort of um, do little plays to the wall, yeah. um, sort of thing. That probably, uh, probably, I'd be closer to doing than you. I would have thought you'd sort of like uh, more of a, a, a an outdoory sort of person. That's probably why I sort of like the humour, obviously. But you get the feeling that he was tormented. Yeah, yeah, he was. I think to be someone that creative. You've got to be a little bit nuts, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, that creation and that creativity does not come from a normal person. He was clearly buzzing just constantly. He was just electric when he in his head. He was just onto something, onto something, got an idea, do this, do that. No yeah. matter how extreme, with no thought about anyone else whatsoever, that's what he wanted to do. That's what he found funny. Yeah. Um, um, he just see his parents just every time just sort of looking at each other thinking, what? as he done now <laughs> yeah i thought that was great paul giamatti i thought was really good as bob zamuda yeah as yeah. well and even courtney love yeah i thought she was really good actually uh, she was i think that yeah, again when you actually look at the um the when you actually look at the documentary you can see that she's actually enjoying the chaos and you can imagine that from someone like her can't yeah. you um she's absolutely loving the chaos with jim carrey and I think it shows in the performance. The emotion, I mean, I thought that the emotion was done pretty well as well. I mean, who would want to be that unpredictable in comedy or unpredictable to everybody that they know that when you tell them that you've got cancer, they laugh it off because they think you're joking because yeah, it's it something just, that you would do. I mean, it, I didn't know the story. And obviously we'd had the scene where he was getting people to poke his celebrity cyst. Yeah, so I yeah. could see it coming. Um, but there was still that doubt where you're thinking, oh, is he playing? Is he sort of, you are waiting for that bit at the end where he goes, ta-da. No, I'm not. But there was, there was yeah. some, I mean, overall, I just think he showed, he was, he was a really nice guy. I, I love the milk and cookies scene. Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoyed the variety show at the end as well. I thought that was brilliant. Well, did you, is that what the live one where yeah. he has the fight? Yeah. Did you, did you know you can watch that on, just on YouTube? Oh, really? The real, the real ones on there, yeah, because they do a reenactment of it in the the documentary. But if I, I went straight to YouTube because it was a live TV show, oh, so you if you go the to YouTube, oh no, no, the 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 the, um, the live clip show they were doing when he was supposed to pretend to be high. Is that the one you're talking about? No, sorry, no, oh, okay. I was on about the um, the actual variety show at the end with the old lady on the. Oh, okay, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, that's his final concert, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. The one that he, yeah, oh, that was brilliant. Yeah. The part that sort of annoyed me a little bit, and it's really down to to me rather than I suppose the the film as such, was all the meditation stuff. Okay. Um, I'm not into all that sort of stuff oh. and 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 that sort of spiritual stuff. I thought you liked um, meditation. Oh no, sorry. Yeah, carry on. <laughs> but the <laughs> but yeah, I think when you actually read into it, it he he treated his cancer using non medical things like meditation oh, and eating lots the, the of veg and stuff was fantastic yeah yeah but unfortunately by the time that he actually sort of seeked proper medical help mm. um he, he was too far gone and yeah. that's what killed him completely so um that, that's really why i'm sort of not I mean, i'm not really into that stuff and that was probably the weakest part of it for me yeah homeopathy was probably great. not the best way forward no but have a look at the reenactments um, of all the things. The wrestling scenes are on YouTube. Um, the Danger Mouse scene's on there. Uh, that fight scene, which was real, is, yeah. is actually on. 
So yeah, have a look at those. Um, I mean, I don't have much more to say about it, mate. No, I just thought it was good. So they would after watching the opening credits. I think we got halfway through the film, and he started trying to do the bit where the credits got stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was weird because I enjoyed the opening credits probably about an hour and a half after watching them. Right. Because <laughs> it made no sense at the time. I was like, no, okay. No. And then I really enjoyed that scene. It was like an hour later. And yeah. I'm enjoying a scene from an hour ago. I thought it was brilliant. Excellent. Really great film. Oh. All right. You got a score on that, mate? I've got 88. Have you? Mm. Okay. Blimey. That is pretty high. Yeah, I loved it. Good I job. It was great. Did you? Excellent, mate. Well, I've got 85. I really liked it as well. Yeah. Um, not quite as high as you. But the documentary is absolutely fantastic as well. Um, I'd watch it as soon as you can, mate. We'll watch it over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, please do. It's really, really good. Um, So thank you very much, Sophie, for that. Um, Really enjoyed that. It's what forced me to do one that was on my watch list, and I loved it. Mm. So thank you very much. Okay, you watched anything else, mate? Yes, I have. Got Not quite got a list like last week, but uh, watched Hannibal on Red Dragon. Okay, Revisited them. Well, listen to the audio book of Hannibal. Right. And then I thought, oh, I want to watch a film again. My least favourite film, but my favourite book. But right. I've got both of them at sitting at 75. Right. Um, Exorcist, 92. Okay. That was a... What, you just watched it again? Yeah, it was a bit of a cheat. I was a bit... I can't remember what happened. I was over a bit Tom Dick or I was a bit down or something. And Mrs. was like, tell you what we do. We're playing Chanted Castle and we watched Exorcist. Right. It was just one of really <laughs> nice nights. Okay. Um, and then I went to bed one night ridiculously late and decided to put a film on to watch till like half three in the morning but watch right. Reservoir Dogs oh okay nice don't nice film I don't like it but I don't normally rate it that much but I really really enjoyed it this time around I've got oh. 87 oh, on that did you yeah, okay good really really good. enjoyed it uh, I watched 47 right. metres down uncaged right 45 scroll right, in yeah. a 45 yeah, yeah. Um, I watched The Fighter last night and I remember it being a bit better than it was Right, okay. Uh, I've only got 63 on that. I thought for some reason I remembered it being a lot better than it was. Okay. Um, And I watched Goon. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've uh, got 69 <laughs> on that. Okay, yeah, I'm sure you have. Yeah. want to get the reference. Um, and we started <laughs> Goon 2 tonight, uh, but right. I'll, I'll add that one on next week. And then I know we're not TV drone, mate. I know we're not, but just listen. Right. right I watched a TV series called The Unforgotten Season 3. Right. Best okay. psychopath ever in any film or TV series. Really? We sat, We started it probably about up past eight one night, and it's like this right. whole season. We just binge-watched it all through, and that's what I watched Reservoir Dogs after, actually, till right. like three in the morning. It is nuts. Is it? Best psycho ever. He is amazing. The best. Okay. I want a film just with him. Right. Excellent. Okay. How about yourself, Stephen? What have you watched uh, this I'll... week? Please tell I've us. Watched a few. <laughs> I watched a few. I watched Outbreak again. Oh, yeah. Uh, bit poo. Bit no, poo. Was that, was 53 that on last week? Maybe, yeah. No, the monkey one. this week, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bit poo, 53. Yeah. Crawl, I got no change at 60. First time watch for Jill. She quite enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty much the same. Yeah. Uh, Maniac Cop, the okay. original um, from the 80s. Old school, slasher, not that great, actually. 58. I've got Knowing, which is my Nick Cage fix for this week. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen up on Netflix. Yeah, okay. That's no, good bits on there. I think yeah. you might like some of that. Yeah, 73 I've got on that. Yeah. Angel Has Fallen. Um, you, you know, we do Olympus Has Fallen and London yeah. Has Fallen. It's the same old thing, bit better effects, but only 55. 31, I watched that. Uh, the Rob Zombie film, yeah. uh, probably probably best psycho on that in any sort of TV or film series ever. Um, 68 on that. <laughs> 68 on that. And I, I watched Jim and Andy, as I said, perfect companion. Uh, 82. Okay. Um, I've started watching Mart again. Okay. Uh, it's just as shit as it was like. Well, it weren't shit, but it's just as disappointing this time round. Okay, then, mate. Thank you very much for that. So do you want to move on to the next section? Please. This is the section that we like to call... Homework. Homework. I tried preempting you that time. <laughs> <laughs>
There we go. So this is the section where we give each other films that the other one hasn't seen that we like on the hope of uncovering hidden gems. Oh, what did you give me? Oh, I gave you a film that's currently 7 out of 10 on IMDb. It's an 18, 1 hour, 34 minutes long build as a horror sci-fi thriller with a synopsis of a vertical prison with one cell per level, two people per cell, only one food platform and two minutes per day to feed up from down and an endless nightmare trapped in the hole this has got no budget or no growth that i can find obviously i have growth but no budget um best of luck with these um starring ivan massage zorian equilor and antonio san juan this was 2019 spanish film the platform it was so yeah um okay so i don't know if you know that i, I there's not a lot that turns my stomach all right. right. Okay. One thing that does, um, and, and this is obviously just a little bit embarrassing, um, is waste food on plates. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. I have a horrible, um, I call it a phobia, really. It stems back from school when you had to scrape all of your dinner yeah. uh, that you didn't eat into those big buckets. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like a big sloppy bucket of like yeah. mints and custard and stuff. Yeah. Now, I freak out if I get bits of food. I'm, as I'm loading like the dishwasher or washing up, I freak out if I get bits of waste food on my hand, right? I have to wash it off straight away. Okay. So the actual premise... You and I, me I, too I, are like, it's scary, I tell Right, okay. Like I say, it's, it's certainly not subtle with being about class and the, the class divide um, right from the start. And when the actual... I couldn't quite work out what was what the premise, what the premise really was about the food, etc. And when it actually came down through the gap, I thought it was brilliant. Oh, it was absolutely brilliant the way that they then got a bit of time to eat. I found it disgusting yeah. as the, as it went on and they got lower down and there was like just scraps of food and that there. It did actually turn my stomach a bit, but um, I actually thought that that part of it was really good. Yeah. The first half of the film, I really liked, Agreed. really did like the first half. Yeah, I thought that was excellent. I thought, I mean, we had blood, poo, wee, cannibalism. The cannibal scene was was pretty Pretty intense, I think. Really enjoyed that. There was a couple of bits uh, that were a bit sort of funny. It seemed that the platform stayed on certain levels for different times, depending on how long the film needed it to stay there for. Yeah, yeah. When it was supposed to be a set amount of time, some of them were really long, some of them were really short. You can sort of forgive that from sort of moving the, the film along. And I suppose the the message that I was getting, I, I, I suppose there was a message around communism, I suppose, and that communist idealism um, where people obviously should get equal um, and that then that sort of thing cannot be introduced without violence. I sort of got that from it as it went on. But as the sort of film went into the second half and it was all about uh, the panna cotta is the message and the, the, the girl is the message, and then it just sort of started getting really weird when they went down I should have liked it because it was really weird and sort of my uh, the, the sort of thing that I like. But I found myself wanting more of the first half. Agreed. I think I've, I would change the last 25 minutes of this film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I just found the second half um, just got a bit samey, all the mentioning the message. I couldn't quite understand what the message was. I probably missed it through a thought of my own. Well, even the directors thought. turned around and said, you make up your own message. Oh, okay. I don't even All right. Think he knows what he was trying to say. If I'm honest. Okay. Well, I mean, I was I was sort of watching it as sort of like a a, a weird sort of dystopian or like a a sort of a, a message about this something like communism or whatever, but not to a point where I was wanting to be philosophical and and have this like epiphany and 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 say that I decided what the ending was. Um, I I actually thought that it was stronger when they said the panna cotta is the message, if I'm honest, yeah. because sending up uneaten food is what I thought that they were talking about. Yeah. Uh, but when it started going on to the girl and all that, I found that a little bit confusing. The, the, the girl, look, the woman looking for a child going up and down, I liked the fact that she was violent, but I didn't quite understand all of that, really, if you know what I mean. So maybe it wasn't supposed to be understood. Really like the first half. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to give it 65. Okay, how did you get um, the dub in, just out of interest? Yeah, Would I mean... Would you prefer subtitles or was you happier with dubbed? Well, I know people... I, I actually didn't realise that there was an option 
Um, and I believe I've I've listened to some people who have watched it with subtitles, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't mind the dubbing, mm-hmm. although I think it's supposed to sort of be watched with subtitles, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. So I think I probably would have preferred to watch it with subtitles because it should be the done thing. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't too bad with the dubs. No. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. It was yeah. dubbed well. Yeah. So okay. That's pretty right. fair score. I mean, yeah. I mean, like I, I say, uh, the characters and the and the acting I thought was fairly solid for a Netflix film. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just so way out there that it just got to a point where I couldn't quite um, enjoy it as much as I wanted. Yeah. So, all right, yeah, okay, excellent. Right, so I gave you a 2018 film directed by Alex Ross Perry, starring Elizabeth Moss, Carla Delevingne, Dan Stevens, Agnes Dean, Gail Rankin, Ashley Benson, Dylan Guella, Virginia Madsen and Amber Heard, 6.2 on IMDb, 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, running time of 135 minutes and a box office of $260,000. With a synopsis of a self-destructive punk rocker struggles with sobriety whilst trying to recapture the creative inspiration that led her band to success, I gave you 2018's Her Smell. You did. I did. What an experience that was, mate. (laughs) Okay. I I was absolutely stunned by Elizabeth Moss's performance. I thought it was one of the best pieces of acting I've seen. Right, okay. But fuck me, did it wear thin quickly. (laughs) Um, There's one thing... It stressed me out. I felt exhausted. Right, (laughs) okay. Let's go through my list what I've got. Only one of them looked like they'd ever held a guitar before. (laughs) <laughs> right okay um, yeah apparently she had lessons for like three months on the lead up to this but looked like fuck knows what she was trying to do with it i don't know maybe jamie can give her lessons um, i would say occasionally it was almost completely unbearable to watch it right it, it, okay. do you know like uncut gems stress yeah this was above <laughs> uncut gems this was it just was... me and this was looking at each other <laughs> thinking what the fuck is this bit gonna end like because i was like what i want them to do now is cut scene yeah and then but it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not coming. You're like, come on, cut, cut. No, it cut. doesn't. It just, it just keeps going. Well, I've um, actually heard people say that they nearly turned it off after the first half, and then they're glad that they didn't. I, I think the I would have turned it off after the first half. Yeah, a lot of people. It. A lot of um, people. And I think the main downfall for it was the running time, and it yeah, is yeah. very indulgent. Of the first seventy minutes, seventy eighty minutes could have been half hour. I get they need the chaos, they need that carnage, they need to create this character, but I get it. I've got it. I'm not done. <laughs> you know, I don't need another half hour of it. I've right, fully okay. understood. And the sound during the first act. Right, there you go. Um, That's exactly what I wanted you to say. abrasive. So. I assume it was supposed to be almost in her head because as she come in, I was waiting for her to walk off scene so that we got a quiet 10 seconds. And then you just, it just built up, built up, and she was back in again. And I just wanted to scream at her, fuck off. Yeah. Um, just, I've got to be honest. I, I, one of the main reasons I gave this to you was for the aggressive sound editing. Yeah. I've got to be honest. Um, I was, was I was, yeah, I was sitting with Jill, um, say, just basically saying, where's that noise coming from? Is that noise on the film? Seriously. She was like, I think it's like a, the, the, the concert happening in another room. But I was just thinking, and I, I was like you, it was just making me so uptight. Yeah, got, it was amazing. I got the impression it was almost supposed to be like Aurora. Because Maybe, when no, she I mean, come in, it was just like, and then I was like, <laughs> please just leave. And then she left and you, it sort of went back to that sound behind doors and walls. And he was like, I can deal with that. And then she'd walk in through the other fucking door, the other side of the room. And you'd be like, no, please start throwing your kid around. He goes, oh, s- <laughs> That poor kid, man. The manager, I thought, played a great part. Yeah. Um, I didn't quite understand the obsession with all the occult. I, no. I, 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 I got the like the meditation and the calm thing because they're a bit fruit loopy, aren't they? But the actual occult obsession, not that sure about. It seemed to work, but was it necessary? I'm not really sure it was because they. It weren't like they had a. Um, a style around the occult or necessarily their songs were about the occult. I don't really know where, like if they had been a proper goth band, I'd get it. But for a punk band, I'm not really that sure. Um, I really enjoyed the piano scene. Um, yeah. It just seemed to calm everything down. I was quite happy watching that. I could have <laughs> watched that two or three times. And then I can't believe they went for all the stress and the drama and all of that bollocks to play one song. <laughs> I just, no, I mean, I, it's, a, it's a weird effort. film. 
a lot of effort. Um, yeah. I think my overall thing of it is the music was a bit shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think yeah. there was any song in there where I thought, actually. Right. I mean, she did uh, Heaven, which I enjoyed on the piano, not her song. All wow. the other songs, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> ugh. Like I say, overall, it was quite unsettling story. It was quite unsettling to watch. It was a drama, a head drama. There was definitely positives in there, but they're hard to pull out when you're that stressed watching a film. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, it's gone pretty much the way that um, I expected. No, like, if, if they could knock half hour off of that first scene and cut scene after half an hour, I think I would have liked it a hell of a lot more. Okay. It just made, made me angry on the lead up to it. Okay. I've still got 58 on it. Okay. Yeah, that's not too bad. It's not far off of IMDb. I think it is certainly a very stressful film. Mm. Um, it's, it's amazingly. I didn't think we'd find much more stressful than Uncut Gem. Um, I, I read as well. Elizabeth Moss didn't ad lib any of that. That was all. That was all um, in the script. All scripted. Was it? Yeah. And I just <laughs> think well, I hate to see that script. <laughs> you imagine getting through the door and just thinking, what am I supposed to do with that? Um, okay, mate. So, what have you got for me next week? Got you one that was on my also watch last week. For some reason, I think you might get something out of it. There are certainly some negatives about it, but I think you might enjoy a bit of it. Um, so, it's currently 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb. It's an 18, 1 hour, 32 minutes build as a crime drama with a synopsis of a group of young cardboard gangsters attempt to gain control of the drug trade in Darndale, chasing the glorified lifestyle of money, power and sex. Starring John Connors, Fionn Walton and Kirsten Waring, £522,000 budget grossing 212000 is for 2017's Cardboard Gangsters. Excellent. Right, okay. Anything in the gangsters in the uh, title must be uh, must be good. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I've, got, I've got more out of it than I expected, which I thought I'd let you have a go. Cool. Thanks, mate. Right, okay. Do you want to know what you got? Please, mate. Okay, I've got you a 2002 film directed by Fernando Moreles, starring Alexander Rodriguez, Leonardo Firmino de Hora, Jonathan Harganson, Philippe Harganson, Douglas Silva, Daniel Zettel and Sue Georges. Running time of 130 minutes with a budget of 3.3 million, box office of 30.6 million, 8.6 on IMDb, which rates it at number 22 in the IMDb Top 250, yeah. 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, with a synopsis of in the slums of rio two kids paths diverge as one struggles to become a photographer and the others a kingpin this is 2002's city of god or to give it its proper name siddhartha de deuce awesome you know i've got okay. this on dvd upstairs in the drawer i do because it's on your scratchy, yeah, scratchy sniffy thing it. yeah i know sweet i know you mate so i chose it that's all right mate nice. so yeah number Number 22 best film ever, according to IMDb. Big scores next week. There you go. Well, maybe. <laughs> so next week's main, mate. Uh, we're letting the audience choose. Yeah. Girls first. Whose turn is it? Emma's. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Emma. So Emma Emma at the movies, Vision yeah. in movies. Um, she had a list. Yeah. So she sent us a list. Yeah. Um, not not that we chose. We 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 did let her choose what um, what she wanted. Uh, what did she decide on? Apparently, we're doing what we do in the shadows. We are, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen any of these guys in anything that they do. No. Don't okay. Think so. About to find out. Um, and watch it. Um, so yeah. So we're doing what we do in the shadows for Emma at the movies. We are. All right. Okay. Looking forward to that. All right. Yeah. All right then, mate. After all that, do you want to tell people that and contact us? Reiterate on social media. Absolutely. You can get us on Twitter or Instagram, which is at movie underscore drone, or via email movie drone podcast at hotmail.com. Yes, you can. Okay, mate. Oh, great. It's been a pleasure. Do you know, it it always amazes me how many Nigerian businessmen listen to this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. I'm getting emails off of them. Well, I'm not surprised. We would like number, what, two in Ghana or whatever. Yeah, but Nigeria, we seem to be very confident. Branching out, yeah. branching out. So there you go. Um, right, okay. So yeah, it's been a pleasure, mate. Have you got you got your coat on? You got, got your coat. Got a, I've got a Kermit the Frog hoodie. It's not it's Kermit not. the Frog hoodie. It's just a green hoodie, but I look a bit like Kermit. Okay. I was I fully expected you to lift that up and have like frogs' eyes on no, the top of it. No, it's not an actual authorized Kermit the Frog <laughs> hoodie. It's just Kermit the Frog color, and it's got right. a hood on. So okay. us youngsters <laughs> like to call them hoodies. 
Okay, right. So uh, there you go, then, mate. So uh, I shall see if I can do something again with this one. Um, Best of luck. <laughs> see what happens. Yeah, I'm thanks a bit mate. nervous over at the blue lines thing. Oh, I'm not sure about this, but we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, never mind. Um, so, yeah, so just want to say to everybody please be safe still. Um, the UK's on another three weeks worth of lockdown, I think yeah. we said. I think some other countries is lifting a bit. So, um, so yeah, hopefully uh, we can get uh, through this. Everybody, please be safe. And you be safe, mate. You and your family, you, you be safe. And you. I'm, I'm you trying. Had, you haven't had your vulnerable letter yet. So people no, certain no. Age you're getting right. letters and they <laughs> telling them not to go out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm all right. I oh. think that uh, with with uh, obviously my uh, ailments and that, I think my chance of surviving goes down to about ninety percent if I get uh, if I get it. So not so good. So I got a decent stuff. chance, aren't you? <laughs> Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah. Not uh, not too bad. But uh, there you go. All right, cool. thanks then, mate. Yeah, All right, thank you. Thank you for your, your time s- for clearing no. your busy schedule between oh, farming parsley and sage to be with us tonight. <laughs> well, I'm working on Sunday, yeah. so uh, there you go. So, I am. Yeah, yeah. So there you go, mate. Do you want to say goodbye then, Mark? Goodbye then, Mark. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. See you later. Bye bye. Mate, popped a supermarket this week. Did you? Yeah, went to Morrison's to get my essentials, socially distanced. Oh. Went to the um, cashier. They don't like cash now, do they? Paid with my card. She was like, do you want cash back? Like, of course I do. I love Ring of Fire and Walk the Line. <laughs> oh. oh, dear. I can't think where I got that one, but it was awful. <laughs> right, there you go. Yeah. <laughs>